0: Frank Lott is the executive director of the Customs House Museum. Frank joins Charlie and Katie and shares plenty of Clarksville history, including how the Customs House got its name. He also talks about some major changes coming to the museum, all in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation.
1: We've got a special guest today, and I think just about everybody knows him.
2: I'm pretty sure he's been around and been involved in a lot of different things in the community for a long time, huh? I think
0: he has. Yeah. Frank, welcome. Well, I'm delighted to be here, but I don't know if that's a backhanded compliment. Uh, no, it is. is. <laughs> no, that, that, was, that wasn't a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, that no. Wasn't.
2: I mean, there's just, it, what, it's that old adage that, you know, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. You're one of the 20% of the people.
0: I guarantee he mm-hmm. is. hmm well, as uh, a lot of people have said, it's been a good ride. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, I enjoyed so, my. So you've been around here. Clarksville for a, a couple of years. I'm not originally from here, although I grew up in this area. I lived my early years in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Oh, my father okay. was military, and we always kept a home there. Although we lived in other parts of the country over. My youth, we would always come back to this area of middle of Kentucky and middle Tennessee. I graduated from high school in Hopkinsville, graduated then from Murray State University, came to Clarksville in 1973 as a uh, new graphic designer for Jostens. Okay. And I did a five-year stint there as art director for Jostens Corporation in 1978. Jeff Bibb, my business partner over the last 42 years, and I formed our marketing PR company. Yeah. And um, he and I, that was our careers for 42 years together. Mm-hmm. And during that time, so over that 1973 to the present, uh, um, I've been very involved civically and in the community and in business and certainly worked with marvelous people Present Company included over those years. That's and, right. Uh, it's been, a, right. as I said, it's been a, been a great was about me and Chris ride.
2: over there. I
1: know. I know it was. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, uh, Katie, I have a trivia question for you. Okay, for me. What instrument, I'm sure there's more than one, does Frank play?
2: Musical instrument?
1: Musical instrument. By looking at him, what would you guess?
2: I think it's a saxophone.
1: Do you play the saxophone?
0: I do not.
2: Okay. What is it?
0: I'm an old garage band drummer.
2: Really? I guess I remember seeing some artwork that had a saxophone in it, and I guess that's where my mind went with it. One you time. know,
1: when when you said it, I thought, "Hey, he probably could." I
2: could see him playing he, a saxophone. He's, he's
1: very talented, and mm-hmm. and I and I mean that as a compliment because I met you long, long time ago, going through the music business and all that. But mm-hmm. he bought some drums from you. You did. I know <laughs> a couple of sets. Yeah. A yeah. He, he, he's a he's a fantastic drummer, a fantastic well, I, artist. You're I mean,
0: way going way overboard
1: there. No, that's no, been I'm a not. long time ago. No, I'm
0: not. But But, you know, I've kept a drum set all these years. It's my primal scream therapy, Uh and I need to beat on something. I I might
2: have to try that.
0: I beat on the drums. Yeah. (laughs) So
2: So coming to Clarksville in 1973, like being in the media business, we both know that media has definitely changed a ton. But talk to me, because I I moved here in 2007. So what are some of the major changes you've seen in the Clarksville community that kind of surprised you or that have you still in awe, like, oh, wow, you know?
0: Certainly, I recall as even as a teenager, when I started paying attention to things like, you know, what is this place that I live in? This community Um, growing up in Hopkinsville and having friends in Clarksville, I was always aware that there was they were kind of equal sized communities in that in that era. Uh, Both had populations of, you know, around 30,000. Oh,
1: Wow.
2: uh,
0: and of course, uh, Clarksville has just run off and left Hopkinsville in terms mm-hmm. of population growth. I think that's what has astounded me more than any single factor is just the sheer magnitude of growth that mm-hmm. our community has experienced in the last forty years. Some this of is it brought a, this, on by certainly by yeah. the interstate.
2: Well, I was that's the question I was getting ready to ask. And I said, this might be stupid, but was there Interstate Twenty Four in nineteen seventy three?
0: No, there was not. Okay. It, it opened, um, what, I 70, don't remember the 75? Year.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Uh, but yes, I mean, mm-hmm. we used to run up and down 41A
2: mm-hmm.
0: between mm-hmm. Hopkinsville, Clarksville, and Nashville. You know, that was how you got to Nashville was 41A.
2: And that wasn't a quick trip?
0: No, because it was heavy truck traffic yeah. in, oh, yeah. on a two-lane road. <laughs> so, hmm Uh, And it was harrowing if you went down there to, you know, have some fun and make it home. You know, you had to really have definitely have, you know, all your wits about you.
2: Now, you've always been passionate about art. When did Customs House Museum, when did it open?
0: Well, the Customs House Museum and Cultural Center, as we know it now, opened in 1984. Okay. As the Clarksville-Montgomery County Historical Museum chartered jointly by both the city and the county at the time that the city was celebrating its bicentennial okay. in
2: 1984
0: so 200 years 1784 to 1984 was marked mm-hmm. that 200th anniversary and a, a group of very passionate local historians and academicians and the mayors got together and said you know this town really deserves a museum, mm-hmm. and and so the city and county jointly chartered it, jointly funded it, opened it in 1984. I remember standing in the middle of Second and Second Street, or at the corner of Second and Commerce. My soon-to-be wife, we were just uh, we weren't married yet. We were standing there together. It was kind of uh, one of our early public appearances. Mm-hmm. And I said to Patty at that time, as they cut the ribbon to open the museum, I said, this is something I want to be involved in. Oh, wow. And and here we are together 38 years later. uh, I I can't imagine how life has led me to this point Mm -hmm. to to have uh, been named the director of the Customs House Museum last uh, January 2020. But I've been involved with the museum for all those 38 years, mm-hmm. you know, as a volunteer, as a marketing consultant, as a board chairman, as a board member, as a designer of exhibits. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of the things that museum people yeah. do, and so it was a very natural
2: mm-hmm.
0: fit. I, I just can't believe that I was uh, at the right place at the right time when the opportunity came along to assume the chairmanship, of the directorship yeah
2: now Uh, a lot of people listening to this there's so many new people in Clarksville so there's a some heritage the building that you're in there's a little bit of heritage in that building talk a little bit about that because I find that very interesting
0: oh yes the um, what we call the 1898 building Mm -hmm. which is the original federal post office and customs house Mm -hmm. Uh, It's 122 years old. See, that in itself is amazing. It it is an icon Mm -hmm. and a structure like none other in this state. It's well regarded as one of the most photographed buildings in the state of Tennessee.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I was told it was like the second most photographed Uh, building behind Graceland.
0: I can believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, Mm -hmm. there's nothing else like it on the planet. It's beautiful. And uh, how we... um, inherited that is kind of an interesting story it was built as a post office and customs house oh. customs house is hence an unusual term uh mm-hmm. hence the name and i'll tell you more about that name change when we um, rebranded uh, the museum after the tornado we felt like it was time to sort of re
2: mm-hmm.
0: rebrand it and re uh, introduce it in a little different way because we expanded the mission and the scope and the physical size mm-hmm. of, the, of the museum expanded nearly triple what it had been. But a customs house is an interesting term. You don't hear it a lot anymore. Um, Nashville has a customs house mm-hmm. in downtown. Uh, they were facilities that the federal government um, in, it placed in key shipping ports. Mostly customs houses are on seacoasts in seaports because mm-hmm. they... Uh, were um, run by the government and, and what their function was to, to uh, levy tariffs, taxes, and manage import and export duties mm-hmm. on goods and goods leaving or coming into a market. So at the time, Clarksville was one of the, if not the, certainly one of the largest tobacco exporting markets in the world. Uh, known in this region as the black patch
2: mm-hmm.
0: which was a significant uh advantage in growing tobacco in this in this area it it was a highly prized tobacco all over the world. in fact, most of the tobacco from here ended up not in the United States it ended up in europe and mm-hmm. foreign markets so uh it was known as type twenty two black patch tobacco and um, so the federal government saw hey you know we need to manage this and cash in on it as we are you know running the the import and export side of all this tobacco business so because it was a direct link to the Gulf of Mexico via the Cumberland River all the navigable uh, ports that, that serviced you know the inland areas had to run through the Mississippi to mm-hmm. the Gulf. So uh, the Customs House was put here because it was a major shipping port yeah. for this product. So thus the Customs House and Federal Post Office were a dual function. It it was the post office as well as the Customs House. So, uh, yeah, that name is unique enough that we felt when we rebranded the museum after the tornado that it it really kind of, Played well to its heritage, and
2: uh, I'm glad y'all left that history yeah, in place.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, and of course, then it served uh, after the uh, let's see uh, 1898 to 1939. It was the post office. In 1940, a new uh, federal post office was opened on Second Street. It's mm-hmm. that what's known now as the federal building, that white granite building that sets across from downtown commons. Mm -hmm. So that became the post office. The customs house function went away, no longer was needed uh, as the tobacco importing and exporting business began to decline locally. Um, And then the Department of Electricity took that building over and they operated as Clarksville Department of Electricity there for 40 years f- till 19, from 1940 to 1983 when the organizers of the museum said, oh, wouldn't this be a great facility to perfect. P- put the museum in? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Timing is everything. So that building itself has served over those 122 years, has served almost equal increments of three different Wow, um, three different entities that have that have mm-hmm. um, you know had residence
1: there, and it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and and what you've done recently with the lighting has really added a lot to that. Tell us about how well, you came up with the idea and what what that's all about.
0: Well, as uh, Katie said earlier, that being one of the most photographed buildings in the state is yep. very true in the daytime.
2: Mm-hmm. but
0: it was a black hole oh, at night. Oh, clever.
2: That's the marketing yeah. mind in you right at, there. At night, mm-hmm. it was
0: just a dark corner. I was leading, several years ago, the board, we explored the idea. I, it's been on my bucket list for many years mm-hmm. to light that building. Yeah. But it was so costly yeah. when you looked at the technology 25 years ago. Uh, digital and LED lighting was a new thing, and it was you were still paying for all this R&D if you... If you mm-hmm. bought into it, so, you know, it was going to be very expensive, something like $200,000 mm-hmm. to do what we did in this past year for about a fourth that. Yeah. yeah. Because the technology's improved and the price has come down and it's been really um, streamlined and it's very intuitive. I have a, I have an app on my cell phone where I can change the colors.
2: That's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. its
0: It's like... Candy, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Change it based on, you
2: know. Based
0: on a noble cause breast, breast cancer, cancer awareness, yeah. uh, Fourth of July, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, all of these great causes that we can celebrate and hold mm-hmm. up, hold out for people to. Uh, remind them of of
2: and get it photographed at nighttime
0: yeah that's right and it's beautiful at night i mean i i got i get photographs all the time people saying look look what i saw tonight from this view and Mm -hmm. and they're all just magnificent so yeah that was uh that was something been on my list to do for many years and uh so glad to get to do it we we did it during the covid crisis And we did it because we couldn't celebrate Flying High last year. We canceled it. And I said, you know, we really need something that gives the community a boost during all this Mm -hmm. dark time. And it was an outside event, so we planned it to be an outside event. We did it last Mm -hmm. October, uh, early October, uh, an outside people or got together in the middle of the street. We closed off 2nd Street that evening, and we had what was called the Grand Illumination. Yep. And it was um, a really... It it really was a great celebration for the community, and I just felt like it added that spark of hopefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of got us through a dark time. We all needed a little boost, you know, and it really Mm -hmm. was that. It was just kind of a a gem in the middle of town. Mm -hmm. So I see people... Now you know they say well let's 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 drive by the museum and see what color it is tonight mm-hmm. It's just fun. I just love that yeah it's pretty <laughs>
1: neat you You mentioned a, a few minutes ago about working on a lot of exhibits through your time partnering with the, with the museum. Can you pick out one exhibit that is has been your favorite that you were personally involved with, and is there one that you have in your mind that you think you really want to bring?
2: Good question.
0: Well, there have been a lot of them, but the one that really to me is I would say kind of a crowning achievement was the project that is now the permanent exhibit on the history of Clarksville. Yeah. And it's it's an exhibit titled Becoming Clarksville: Honoring Legacies of Leadership. Mm. And it's been there now for hard to believe, almost 10 years. It's a permanent exhibit. It's not a traveling exhibit. It's a permanent installation. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be involved in leading the design team when this project was committed to. Yeah. Um, It it just so happened, and and as I say, timing is everything. An exhibit of this magnitude is something that financially you have to make a commitment to. This is a $500,000 exhibit. Wow. And they're not cheap, and so you 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 have to plan it so that you can, A, have the source of the funds to do it. You can't dribble it out, a little, let's do a little bit now, and then five years from now let's do a little more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it would lose its cohesiveness. So you, you have to be committed to doing these major exhibits which means you have to go get the money on the front end. Mm-hmm. This was one of those serendipity moments when everything just fell into place. Um, the Clarksville JCs, a long-standing organization committed to developing leadership. That was their mission through they were a leadership development organization nationally, and they had a very active chapter here that did a lot of good in this community, In developing leaders, you know, people that went on to become much like leadership Clarksville does now. But at the time, the J.C.'s were that function. So a lot of people now who are in those roles of leadership came up through the J.C. ranks and they were bankers and lawyers and teachers and community uh, people who just wanted to be involved in in making Clarksville a better place so the j c s did that for all those sixty something years, and when they folded the chapter here, which I don't know all the circumstances, but you in other words, the chapter here dissolved yep they came to 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 me and 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 asked me as a representative of the museum, do you have something that we could do to promote the history of the j c s and I said, well, let me talk to the museum leadership and the board, and yes i've can think of a major project that, that we've never been able to do a comprehensive history of the city of Clarksville, how it came to be, what mm-hmm. were the factors that that led to its growth, its prominence in the state. So we put together a proposal, um, the museum staff and the director at that time, Alan Robinson, and we pitched it to the JCs, and they... Bought it, said, let's do it. And so there was the source of the funds.
2: That's awesome.
0: It was an awesome outcome. And mm-hmm. you talk about the right time it's and the right. It's
2: just kind of serendipity. Isn't that what that is? It is serendipity. Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, it's it's. Uh, I said, you know, when you get the, the, the right need and the right uh, commitment and the right. Uh, funds in place, then you can magic can happen. So yeah. that mm-hmm. was all; those components came together, and there. N- now we have this wonderful exhibit called "Becoming Clarksville," and I like that title because we'll always be becoming Clarksville. Yeah, it, it's not. There's no mm-hmm. end. You're We're always you're time. evolving. So mm-hmm. the whole story is about be, you know how did we come to be, and so what we did in this exhibit is we we uh, instead of doing a chronology timeline we divided it into topical um, components mm-hmm. in other mm-hmm. words how did how did healthcare impact clarksville's growth how did business impact clarksville's growth and how did all these different factors lead to bringing us to the point where we are so if you come and see this exhibit you get it it's it's a very dynamic and it talks about individuals who helped get us there, about mm-hmm. the people who led the way and from the very beginning. And so that, that to me, is kind of a, yeah, that's an exhibit cool. that really mm-hmm. does do what things of this nature are supposed to do.
2: So uh, now, if someone wants to come down and see that exhibit, t- why don't you tell our listeners what the hours are when they can come down to Customs House?
0: Well, I'm so glad to say that we're back open at full operating schedule to our pre-COVID hours mm-hmm. for over a year. You know, we were operating at a at a reduced schedule, but now we are open again from uh, Tuesdays through Saturdays from uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay. We're closed on Mondays uh, to the public because that's a maintenance day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we're open on Sundays from one to five.
2: And anybody's welcome to come down and tour?
0: Anybody's welcome to come down and tour. There are certainly uh, plenty of uh, options for people in terms of uh, you know we we have an we have an admission fee, mm-hmm. but um, those are they're nominal and uh, mm-hmm. and and we you know we offer certain uh, ways of um, accommodating those who might not be able to afford. Right. Abandonment admission fee. So mm-hmm. uh, no one should no one should hesitate to come to the museum because uh, everyone is going to have access to it. We're 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 members of several uh, organizations. One is called Museums for All, and it's a great way of of assisting um, you know all citizens to have access to uh, our things things like the museum. Uh, we're members of uh, what's called the Blue Star Museum Network, which uh, offers. Uh, Free admission to military uh, and families uh, from uh, Memorial Day through Labor Day, mm-hmm. uh, and and then uh, we were f- free to all the Montgomery County schools on field trips organized mm-hmm. through the school system. So um, we we want everyone to feel like the museum is a place for them to to come and and. Uh, we do a lot of, you know, certainly historic things, but just things that are fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other big project you asked about a moment ago, What what's my next big project, uh, is we are completely renovating our children's floor.
2: Oh, so uh, is the bubble room speak. going away?
0: No, the bubble room oh, is never going away. <laughs> the bubble room will never go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bubble cave, we call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor will the the little supermarket; mm-hmm. uh, those will be um, continued to, to to be part of the exhibit uh, there on the children's floor. But we are renovating them, and we're improving them. We're making you know doing a lot of facelifting, but we're revamping the whole um, the whole scope and, and mission of, of that children's area. Mm-hmm. Uh, in right now, in the design and and fabrication phase, we will close that floor for about eight weeks beginning in November and then raise the curtain on the new and improved children's floor right about the first of the year. That's exciting. 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Again, it's one of those projects that all of those factors had to come together once again and the stars had to align, but Mm -hmm. my gosh, they have. And, you know, we've had tremendous financial support from various entities in this community to help make this happen. Um, The first being a marvelous gift from the downtown Kiwanis Club, a commitment that allowed mm-hmm. us to do this. Yeah. And so they've stepped up again. Another civic club has stepped up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and funded a major project for this. Their focus, Kiwanis Club's focus is on uh, children. Yep. It's
2: perfect. So, it's so a, it's perfect a perfect fit. it's a perfect fit. Yeah. You
0: know, and and they've made this commitment, and uh, uh, it, it it got us about halfway there. So in the meantime, we've gone out and raised the other half through various. Uh, relationships with local underwriters, so yeah. it's it's great. It's a community effort.
2: We'll have to do. Are you going to do a big ribbon cutting? So, oh yeah, yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We'll do a big ribbon cutting. We'll we'll do a soft opening and then have something formal after the first yeah. of the year after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun.
2: Well, make sure you invite Charlie and I. We want to be there.
0: We can Absolutely. do it. You know, know, and what's fun about it is a lot of the folks that I'm working with on this uh, came through that area as children. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's
2: wonderful. Yeah.
0: They said, you know, and now they're bringing their kids uh-huh. there. Some of them are bringing their grandkids there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, um, I had my own, uh, grand, my, my two sons, grandsons were visiting here. And, of course, my, my two sons came to the museum many times on field trips. Now my, my, my two grandsons and my granddaughter have all, you know, we've all done the bubble yeah. cave. Yeah. yeah. And we'll continue to do the bubble cave. Got a video of one of my grandsons here two weeks ago pulling himself, surrounding himself in a bubble. <laughs> I have a video of my son who's 12
2: now when he was three doing Doing it. that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so...
0: Some things just never go out yeah. of style. That's right.
2: Oh, I mean. Some things never lose their magic ne- either. Ne- never and never the bubble cave magic. is never going to lose its yeah,
0: magic. Yeah, right. it is magical.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, you, you've you mentioned timing a couple of times, and and we appreciate you taking time to be here, but the timing of, of you retiring from your marketing firm to taking over the museum, I think it's not only perfect for the museum and perfect for you, but perfect for our community because you know the ins and outs and your passion for it so we thank you for continuing your career to improve the Customs House
2: and thank you for joining us today
0: well it is my absolute pleasure and um, look forward to seeing you all there often subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on a single conversation